further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, should we try starting the podcast a new way today? A little different than have we got a hot topic for you? <laughs> I don't feel like this is a hot topic, no. but I feel like this is an incredibly relevant mm, topic. Yeah. So I'm excited for our listeners today. Anybody stuck in a place of discouragement, wondering, confusion, sense of shame or loss? Tune in right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are talking about how this, your life, whatever this is, whatever it is, is not plan B. Mm-hmm. And so where did this come from? <laughs> where indeed? Where indeed? <laughs> um, I, it's actually been uh, something that is the feeling that I am plan B or that how my life has gone is plan B. It's something that has kind of come up in a couple of different areas. Uh I'll just kind of what this looks like in my life. One of them I remember years ago, I think either I was just married or just before married. I was having a conversation with my dad and just talking about, you know, what I'm doing and what's what's happening in my education. And I had gone to Bible school and I had moved over um, to University of Victoria to be with my then um, boyfriend in, living in the same city. And I just remember my dad saying, man, you know, like, yeah, there, you now's the time to get higher education. Now's the time to pursue, you know, where you think God is leading you. And, you know, kids and can't quite recall of marriage, you know, th- those are later. Now is the time to do it. And I remember being like, eh, yeah, okay, but I, I want the marriage. I want, I want the kids. And so I just kind of didn't really think about that of like what else it could be like. And I just remember right as my spiritual renewal happened, was thinking back to that moment and being like, man, because I didn't really sit down and think about the wisdom of my dad's words or really pray into what he was saying, you know, he wasn't saying don't marry my now husband, that it's like, man, is is this kind of however many years wilderness that now I'm just getting into vocational ministry when I'm 36 is this now plan B? What could have, what could have been in the previous years? If I had listened, this is plan B, right? That feeling of like, God can work with this, but if you chose differently, Amy, yeah. Or if other people did stuff differently, yeah, then it wouldn't be how it is. And I have such a similar story where I'm sure I've referred to it on our podcast before, but there was a time in my life in my late teens where I just really rebelled against what I believed to be true about God and how he wanted me to live my life and what he wanted me to do. Up until then, I'd had like a really clear sense of what I wanted to do. And then I got derailed and a lot of disillusionment in my faith after a bunch of trauma and tragedy. And I came back to just being full tilt on with committing my life, not just to be a Christian, but the Lordship of Jesus, like what you want, I want. Mm -hmm. It was my 20th birthday. And, uh, you know, it was years later that I would look back and think, oh, what if I hadn't rebelled during that time? Where would I be differently? Mm. And also experience this huge sense of loss and disappointment 
um, frustration with myself. Like if you hadn't rebelled against the Lord in that time, you'd be somewhere different now. But now you're just stuck up in northern Alberta and God is just doing the best he can with where, you know, you picked up the pieces. And there was kind of like, I would say, a season of time where I just Mm -hmm. felt like bugged at myself. Mm -hmm. Like this is as good as it's going to get because you X, Y, and Z. Yep. And so I wonder if in our humanity, it's not often a believable lie that if we had known then what we know now, we'd be in a different place that was God's plan A. Mm -hmm. But now because of choices we made or moments in time, well, we're kind of stuck with the you know, kind of God's redemptive. Yeah. What's the best he can do with these choices we've made? <laughs> like, like God in all his power. Yeah. That there's only the possibility of plan A <laughs> or plan B. Well, and I mean, you are much younger than I am and much cooler than I am, as all our listeners yeah. know. But I look around at my peers from high school, the ones mm. that I still have contact with or college. And boy, we see a very different life than what we were all anticipating when we were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed because yeah. apparently that's what you are when you're 20 yeah. or 16. And, you know, I wondered, actually, when we started talking about this, there's just some, like, deep compassion in my soul that there's probably a lot of our listeners that are like, well, I clearly married the wrong person because look mm. where we are now. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Life has become derailed from where I thought it was going. And so here we are on plan what? Yeah. Or even like, man, I really felt like Jesus was asking me to do this. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. And now I'm here. Yeah. And so I do need to say, being who I am, right up front, if God is nudging you to do something, you better stink and do it. Yeah. We're not saying that. We're yeah. not saying there's no consequences or fallout to what we could, should, or might do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We need to listen to the voice of God in our lives. And there will be things that change based on, but you know, we Hollywood writes movies where there's a different ending based on Mm, choice A or choice B. I don't think our walk with God is that straightforward. No, 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 no. (laughs) Right. And I think like part of it is our minds. We're, we're temporal beings. Mm -hmm. We're inside of time. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if A doesn't happen, then B happens. And we see this linear thing. Well, God's outside of time. Mm -hmm. So I, he, he doesn't see it as like, okay, Two years ago, Amy made this choice. Okay, now's the next line, the next line. He's he's not like that at all. Yeah. And I was um, talking to my husband about just another situation where I was like, ah, I just feel like what I'm doing in this situation, I'm just like plan B and I, whatever, I'm here. And so I guess it doesn't really matter because it's already messed up anyways. Mm-hmm. And he was so wise. And he was in that moment and he was like, man, you know what? He's like, I just think anytime we choose to partner with Jesus in whatever we're doing, he's like, that's plan A. That's just like, so it comes down to in the moment, are we saying yes to Jesus or not? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And it like shifted something for me where it's like, okay. Cause a part of that whole plan B is like, if this is plan B, then what I'm doing doesn't really matter doesn't really have significance well and i was just gonna say it feels to me like for you the nuance is insignificance and for me the nuance is perfection get it right yeah and so the enemy's like pushing on different things but same wherever we can (laughs) he can and i mean when i was in this season which was a long time ago i remember one day just being kind of down the thinking rabbit hole Mm. again of if I had chosen differently, I'd be somewhere different right now. Well, duh, yes, I would probably be somewhere different right now. But, you know, 
were my choices in that moment in time so epic mm-hmm. that they derailed my life? Well, no, I, I don't think so. Yeah. And who are we tracing this back? Like, do I need to blame somebody? We're going to actually end up at, with Adam and Eve. So right? we're long past plan Z. Yep. <laughs> or plan Z for our yeah. American listeners. So I think this is a really common theme, common strategy. Mm-hmm. So we're calling it out today. Yeah. And what is the alternative storyline? Yeah. And just uh, jumping back, right? I think some of it is like the the illusion of power and control, right? Because yeah. it's really like, man, my one decision, if I did something different, then yeah. everything would be different. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like this weird focus on us in our own power, what we can do as if, you know, me deciding not to do higher, you know, education past university or whatever, as if that somehow is more powerful than the grace and redemption power of Jesus. Right. There's a weird, like, as I'm thinking about this, it's like a weird, and maybe this is just for my own revelation. There's like a weird arrogance and pride associated with this in that master of your destiny right in the same weird way at the same time it's like feeds into insignificance it's a weird thing (laughs) but yes write a different story sorry yes no it's so good that arrogance and pride man that shows up everywhere yeah and i i think too there's nuances of the grass is greener on the other side of the fence Mm. so you know could have been different could have been better so here i sit in a sad place of regret And there is nothing holy about regret. Yeah, where I sit and I feel sorry for myself Mm -hmm. and I do nothing or lean in or press in nowhere. Mm -hmm. Oof. I don't want to be there. No. I don't want to be there. I don't either. And you know, it's really interesting that I could think of all kinds of really... I was going to say crappy Bible stories. Are there crappy Bible stories, Amy? <laughs> There's a lot of crappy Bible stories. <laughs> well, I think in that season I kept thinking about, you know... Well, I'm embarrassed to say this. Do I want to say this on the whole Do world it. wide web? Do it. Do it. It's, like, it's like Samson, right? Yeah. He had this great call to be a yeah. judge and a leader in Israel. And apparently he was for quite a yeah. number of years. Like 20 or something. But I'm all taken on. He screwed up so bad. He did not have his desires under God's authority. And he just like, he screwed up so bad. He just messed it up for a nation. And yeah, because God is so good. Even though Samson was such a loser, God keeps his promise by taking out all those pagans when Samson pushed down the poles. And I was stuck in this real sad, sad place of thinking, yeah, sure, God will keep his word over my life, but it'll be some sad, like, well, he tosses it in at the end there anyway, and it won't have been the rich and flourishing, delightful life that God could have had for me if I had just been... moment of pushing on those pillars... With being blind. God will accomplish his... Like, that's a really, really sad, sad story. But I... You know what? Now that you say it, I think um, Esther, she basically preached on that. It's like all the, the different thing, places of the Bible where we focus on the the one wrong thing. It's and I, it's a theme. Right? And we forget. Yes. It's a theme. The I, rest of... Same thing with Moses. Poor old Moses. I mean, what a yep. loser. If he hadn't hit that rock, he would have gotten into the promised land. But no, instead of listening to God and commanding the rock, he hit it and he missed out on the promised land. Oh, my word. Yeah. Jonah was a pretty big loser, too. (laughs) But look what 
hell Moses did. And I'm calling him a loser because. And he, he did strike, <laughs> strike it out of anger. And he did. He disobeyed and there were ramifications. So yeah. we're full on acknowledging this. Yeah. But the fact that the narrative in my head is yeah. loser because he screwed up once. Yeah. Not look at what God did. I mean, Moses was raised up from being an abandoned orphan, living as a yeah. racial outcast, to being a leader in Israel yeah. who God calls one of the... Yeah. Who spoke face to face with God. Right? And so, like, what is wrong with the narrative in my head? So I hope our listeners are really... <laughs> yeah. Oh, us. man. Right? It, come, it, it comes down to that idea of, of the whole I thing of punishment. Yeah. We make mm. a mistake. We need to be punished. Ooped, man. So second class life, you could be on yeah. your third, fourth, fifth class life by now. Yeah. And how crappy is, how crappy with air quotes must it be now? <laughs> so what is the yeah. truth, Amy, now oh. that we've been so confessional? Yeah. Now that you really have a clear thing of what's going on in our heads. Man, <laughs> nothing is impossible for God. And it's not like... Even in that, I can be honest and say, yeah, even though you're an absolute idiot, yeah. nothing is impossible. Yeah. He can work with your... Even God can butt. do that. <laughs> yes. So what What else? Like what beyond that? Of course he's good. Yeah. And it's not because he has to be. It's because no, he wants to be. Right? Ephesians. Yeah. Mm, is it one where it says, and it gave God great mm. pleasure to make a way? Like that's a powerful verse in my life. Yeah. So it's like before you ever screwed up, according to your defin- of screw- definition of screwed up, because we don't actually know what God thinks of those seasons or moments. Yep. Okay, now I'm squirreling around in multiple rabbit trails at the same time. There's a place in one of the Peters where it says the angels are looking on the sons of God and saying, wow, mm-hmm. wow, look what's happening. So maybe that chapter in my life where I'm going, you were such a, you just, what a, mm. psh, that move. Yeah. you know, those thoughts about myself. The angels are looking on and going, oh, you had no idea what you're up against. And this is the most beautiful redemption story because I could have really ended up somewhere differently. Yeah. So could you? You could have gone on to university and become a big old egghead. I don't know. Like more, whatever. I don't know. Right? We can start to rewrite the story. And we're doing it out of our human wisdom when what God saw in that moment may be completely different. Probably was. Because that seems to be the theme in the human race. (laughs) And it is. That reminds me. One of the kind of an example is... I went to Bible college for two years yeah, and then um, got a diploma and then switched over to UVic and did child and youth care while fully at the time being like, I don't want to work with children and youth, but I was like in there and I stuck with it because it's like, well, I'm not going to fail. Like I'll, I'll do this. But I remember just being like, what, what am I doing? Like I got a degree that I have no desire to be doing. Like, what is this? feeling like the man I maybe made the wrong choice because you know I didn't want to have to give up Hmm. and yet now unless I had the two years of bible college and then a bachelor degree I would not actually be able to be have a portable license with the Christian Missionary Alliance yeah right so it was like one of those moments right for me of like well I thought this was kind of plan b because I just didn't spend enough time figuring out what I actually wanted and yet those things were woven together yeah that made sense now yeah Right? Because we just don't know. We don't know the things, how they'll all work out. You know, same with Moses. Should he have had rage and killed the Egyptian that was beating the slave? I don't know. Because we have not been assigned to be the judge of that. Yeah. But it was critical for him to leave Egypt. So he could come back. Yep. 
And he needed that experience that he had. Yeah. So we cannot. So I just would really say to our listeners right now, whatever those spots are in your life, you probably know by now as we're rambling on, you're kind of having your own little flashpoints. Oh my goodness. I would just invite you to surrender your judgments Mm. about that season to God. Yeah. Just surrender and say, I don't know. Because you know what you're doing? You're telling the enemy, you don't get the last word on this. Yeah. Yep. Make no agreements with the lie. That you are a failure, that you screwed up, you shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. Just just say no right now. Yeah. Because that verse I was trying to refer to in Ephesians, it says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his family by bringing himself, us to himself through Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Mm. So this takes away the have to in my head, yep. like God has to redeem it because that's who he is, yep. and he's really good. No, it says in Ephesians, like Ephesians 1. It gave him great pleasure. Yeah. He decided in advance. And oh, yeah. advance. Yep. And it gave him great pleasure. So when I listen to your story, I'm thinking, oh, there's Amy, you know, and the enemy's pushing on the lie of insignificance. Mm-hmm. And you just did this because you are such a, you know, filling in all yeah. the blanks. And God's going, I have such a good plan. Mm. I've got this brilliant plan. Yeah. And it's all going to be so good. Mm. Yeah. And so our perspective, we need to surrender some of our self-judgments. Like yep. most of them, actually. All of them, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surrender the self-judgments. And there's like the aspect of like cultivating daily reliance on Jesus. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I spent five hours praying. But just like, man, right? Something that I know you pray and I pray, right? Jesus, teach me how to walk in a new way. Yeah. Jesus, what are you saying in this situation? Right? Just all, I just picture like the making intentional things to like lean, right? Because mm. if we're saying, if we're leaning into Jesus, if we're saying yes to Jesus, then we're on plan A. Yeah. We totally we are. are. We totally are. I, one of the things that I think about that is that it's such a big mystery to me. It's one of those things that makes my brain feel like, whoa, I don't even get the bigness of this. That God identified himself as I am. Mm. His, his name is I am, which is fully present tense. Yep. Not past tense, not I will be, you yep. know, when you get your poop in a group, then I will be. His yep. name is I am. And so he's so absolutely eternal and still in this moment. Yep. And it's not like he has to pick up where we left off. It gives him great pleasure to be fully in this moment. Mm-hmm. And for us to give the broken pieces, I mean, I'm sure some of our listeners are going, no, really and truly, I screwed up with a capital S. Like mm-hmm. I did. As I know that I was rebelling against God. There's no, we're not denying that, but we're simply saying, okay, here we are today. God, I surrender the pieces. Mm -hmm. I think I broke some stuff Mm -hmm. and I give them to you and I ask you to make something beautiful out of this. Mm -hmm. And it gives him great pleasure. It's no, like I have to, or plan K, L-M-N-O-P, whatever. No, it's like great pleasure today. I am, I am. And I'm here in this moment. Give me the pieces. I will make something beautiful because it's absolutely what mm-hmm. he does. Not because he has to. It's who he is and it's what he wants to do. So don't waste another minute of your life feeling regret or pride. Kind of flip sides of <laughs> very similar thing there. But lean into Jesus. I keep thinking about um, Hebrews 12. And of course, I grew up on uh, King James. It's like looking to Jesus, who's the author and finisher of mm-hmm. our faith. But in the Passion Translation, which you know we love, it says, we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze on Jesus who birthed faith within us Mm. and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. 
He birthed it in you. He's going to lead you forward. He who started it will finish it. There's like 15 verses in the Bible that talk about author and finisher. We wouldn't even have a calling or destiny apart from what he spoke over us before the foundation of the world. And he's the only one with the capacity. Actually, our small yes is so small in comparison to the bigness of the power of his spirit at work in us to create something beautiful that will always look like plan B in his heart. And so we bless our listeners to live free of regret and lean fully into plan A in the hands of I am today as you head further up and further in. Thank you.